Hello and welcome to another episode of the How Good Sport podcast. Thank you for joining me for another one of my season previews. Today we are running with the Bunnies. So obviously for South, they are coming off the back of a really disappointing finish to the season last year. Midway through the season, a lot of people were tipping these guys to win the comp and potentially upset the Penrith Panthers and then all of a sudden things started to look pretty dire. Losing a few games through the middle of the year and then we heard all the rumours coming out of the camp for the Bunnies as the year progressed and and where there's smoke, there's definitely fire and we don't know how much of what was going on behind closed doors was true but whatever was happening was clearly affecting the football and you know we heard that Cam Murray and Latrell Mitchell were having blow-ups and all sorts of other unsavoury rumours but let's just hope that the off-season's given the Bunnies an opportunity to squash all that bullshit and move forward because they have a fantastic squad and they've got a bit of a window now where they really need to perform and start to challenge for those premierships because if you look at some of their senior players, uh, they're certainly not getting any younger. Obviously, Cody Walker seems to have dipped himself into the fountain of youth because he just plays better football every year, but he is getting older. Damien Cook's getting older. You've got Tom Burgess who's getting older. So you've got a few of these players at the moment who are getting a lot older and there's probably some younger players who are due for um, some contract upgrades within the next couple of years. So you really need to make hay while the sun shines here at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So an interesting season ahead. Obviously, JD's you know, had a big off-season to try and get these guys fit and firing. A lot of the South players have looked a lot fitter than I've seen them. In particular, Latrell Mitchell, you know, saw some footage and some photos of him actually leading some of the fitness comps and looking a little, a fair bit leaner actually than I've seen him before. So I'm definitely keen to see what is under his belt because I think if Latrell can stay fit and just add that extra 5% to his game, like we could be looking at this year's Dally M winner. He's just that good. And going back over some of South's key wins in the early rounds last year and and even the games they lost against sides like the Roosters and, and the Melbourne Storm, we just saw the importance of the Walker and Mitchell combination. And these two are just two of the most brilliant footballers in the game and they just have that knack for finding each other and, and understanding what what each player needs from each other. And the combination they form was just absolutely beautiful. Latrell Mitchell's ball playing, outstanding. Cody Walker's ball playing, outstanding. Their sleight of hand is just it's beautiful to watch, and I say that as a Roosters fan. I'm not your typical Roosters fan who absolutely ha- has a, a deep dislike for the Bunnies. I actually have half my family go for the Bunnies, so I know it's a bit unusual for most of my fellow Roosters who absolutely hate the Bunnies, but I'm a little bit different. Not saying that I'm um, their number one fan, but I just don't have the deep dislike that a lot of my other Chookies fans have. But obviously when the Roosters and the Souths do verse each other, I have to turn that off because... There's no other game that I want to win more than that particular matchup. But, you know, you can't help but respect and admire good opposition players and a former rooster, Latrell Mitchell, he had a lot of success with us. So, um, yeah, I don't want to get beaten by Souths, but, um, you know, I don't mind Latrell doing well because, to be honest, all the shit that he cops in the media I think is ridiculous. I know sometimes he probably doesn't help himself in terms of coming out every preseason and setting these lofty standards, but... Um, you know, his actions do for the most part back things up and, you know, he hasn't had a great run with injury and hopefully this year with a bit more fitness under his belt and better preparation, recovery and these kind of things, we can see Latrell stay on the field for a full year and South hopefully reap the rewards. So obviously big news coming out in the last week with 
Campbell Graham set to miss up to six months. So that is huge for the South Sydney team. He was a huge threat for them last year. When Souths were on fire, that combination between Campbell Graham, Ilias and Keon was just uh, so damaging. You had Keon and Campbell Graham as options. So two fucking monsters that the defence has to look at. Ilias was ball playing really well. So what Ilias was doing really well was he was helping uh, isolate Keon against other halves. And Keon's got this beautiful ability to change direction whilst the ball's mid-flight as he's sort of running into a gap. So you have him doing that, and then you have Campbell Graham either out the back or running like a short overs ball, and it's just created a huge threat for the South Sydney team. And if you go back and look at sort of their first 10 rounds, obviously Campbell Graham was sort of rated as one of the best centres in the game, and Kaloa Matangi was up there for potential origin selection, which he did get towards the end of the origin series as well. So that was a killer combo that we saw. Um, so they're going to miss uh, Campbell Graham big time this year. And hopefully that injury, uh, that time period that he's out for and the recovery is a little bit shorter than what they've initially anticipated. Having a bit of a look and some research over that particular surgery and injury, it does seem as though it could be one that he can potentially come back from a little bit sooner. So, um, But it does throw a spanner in the works. And Souths have had a few injuries, to be honest. They've got um, apparently Isaac Thompson is out. As well, we've seen that Talis Duncan, uh, sorry, not Talis Duncan, fuck me. Um, Tyrone Munro is out with a collarbone injury for the first few weeks. And then we obviously have Jack White, who's out suspended. So at this rate, Seattle's are going to be pulling blokes out of the Kuti Wombats Reggie side to field a center or a winger. But I'm sure they'll uh, make the most of it. They've got some decent depth from their winning New South Wales Cup side last year. So there's definitely a few options there for the Bunnies and We'll see a few combinations getting around in the Charity Shield this weekend. So that's going to be interesting to see who wins some of these spots in the early part of the year. Jacob Gagai has been selected at fullback for the Bunnies this week, obviously with Latrell lining up for the Indigenous All-Stars. So he was one of these options that was talked about in the centres. And then we've obviously got guys like Tane, Milne and Richard Kenner who are other options as well. So we'll have a little bit of a talk shortly about who we think will uh, – fit into those positions for the round one game in Vegas. One other thing about the Bunnies last year was their defensive structures were actually very good in the early rounds. Obviously, they lost a couple of really tight games against the Roosters. Um, They lost that round two fixture against the Panthers by a couple of points as well. So um, there was a couple of very tight games there, but their defensive structures were really good. Uh, They were moving together as one line. Their sliding defense was really good. Uh, You know, you had Cody Walker, Ilias, your smaller halves, they were defending really well. So Seattle were defending as a a quality unit. Their attack was firing, and that was a big reason why they were shot up to the number one position on the ladder, and a lot of people had them as potential premiers, but unfortunately we saw them slip. So Seattle, if they can gel and get that defense going again, we know they're going to find points easy. So it's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, I thought Ilias copped a fair bit of backlash last year, but, I mean, let's be honest, the whole South Sydney roster played pretty shit in the second half of the season. Like I said, I thought Ilias had a very good first half of the season. He um, gelled really well with Campbell Graham and Keon Kalamatangi on that right edge. He also looked really good in a couple of plays that I watched from those first 10 round highlights where he actually swung around on the left, provided that second option. So when they had Murray, Walker and Luttrell offer Damien Cook, you know, cut out ball without creating extra men. 
Um, he looked fantastic, and that south back line just looked great, and they clicked for so many good tries. So um, people just need to be patient with Ilias. We see guys like Nathan Cleary come out, and we expect everyone to do the same thing, but it's just not realistic. Like you cannot come into a first-grade side as a young halfback and just have this brilliant success straight away. You might have guys like your Sam Walker who come in and have this attacking flair, but in terms of a successful ability to run a team and get a team around the park on all aspects in terms of kicking, game management, ball playing, being able to defend, it's it's very, very rare that a halfback will come in like that and just hit the ground running. So I see a lot that I like about Ilias. I love his kicking game. I know he's got an error in him here or there where he might shank one or, or kick one out on the full, but uh, in terms of his actual ability to kick long, short kicking game, I think he's got a really well-rounded kicking game. And again, it's just one of these things with another off-season. Uh, he will improve a lot, and I think that we'll see a lot better from Lockie Ilias this year. In terms of the Bunnies and their draw for the year, they've got a really tough draw. Fox Sports did a rating system in terms of who were the winners and the losers of the draw, and South were the losers. And uh, from what I understand, the draw situation has a lot to do with TV ratings and most popular sides. I could be very wrong, but I think it's no coincidence that we have Bunnings, one of the better supported teams, South Sydney, uh, sorry, uh, the Brisbane Broncos, one of the better supported teams, Penrith Panthers. These guys are always pretty much your Thursday, Friday night game. So I suppose when that happens, that's why you get a lot of these top four sides playing against each other. So for the Bunnies, they play last year's top eight side 13 times which includes seven games against top four sides. And the first three games are super tough. So they've obviously got Manly and Vegas. With some of these players out, they then face the Broncos. So they may be missing a few key backline members in that game again too, which is going to be really tricky against the Bronx. And all things going well, they should have most of their players back for the Roosters, barring uh, Campbell Graham, of course. They'll get White and back for that uh, home derby. Well, it's not a home derby. I mean, it might as well be, but... Um, it's a Roosters home game for the clash, um, that rivalry there. So I can't wait to be out of that game. That should be epic. Rounds five to nine, they play the Warriors, the Sharks, the Storm, and the Panthers. Um, so there's some really tough opponents for the Bunnies in that particular first nine weeks. So it's going to be really important for them to hit the ground running, get a few wins on the board. They do have three of those games at home, though, and one bye. And their other two buys are scattered around the origin period with which should help the Bunnies because they're likely to have a, a fairly large origin contingent. You look at uh, Latrell Mitchell, Jack Whiten's potentially throwing his hat back in the ring, Cody Walker could be an option, Cam Murray, uh, Keon Kalama-Tungi, and Damien Cook could be around the, the periphery too. So uh, South could be pretty well hit with the origin stick, but uh, they will get some help with some buyers at a, a very good time of the season. Uh, the end of the season has some tough games, rounding out against the Panthers and the Roosters. So... Obviously, the Bunnies are going to want to be well entrenched in either the top four or at least the top eight going into those two games. They, they can obviously win both, but they could obviously lose both too. So um, the, the Bunnies need to make sure they're in red-hot form leading into those last two weeks. Um, obviously, one of the biggest gains for the Bunnies is Jack Whiten coming from the Canberra Raiders. He just adds so much more to that back line. Um, you know, he's, he's stated and we know that he's coming to the Bunnies to get immediate success. So like I said, it's uh, that window for South Sydney is right now and they really need to capitalise it. So Jack White is a, is a great gain for them and we will see him back in round three for the Bunnies. Uh, in terms of what their 17 
looks like. I'm, I'm going for round one. So just to clarify, some of my other 17s, I might not have clarified. This is what I expect the Bunnings to line up for and the other sides I've named thus far for round one. So obviously Latrell Mitchell at fullback. Like I said, Latrell, Cody, their combination is just fucking outstanding. Latrell Mitchell's just ridiculous. Some of the things he does, his sleight of hand, his ability to kick, uh, his fucking power running game. He's just got, uh, he's just got pretty much everything. And and of course, he's not like your James Tedesco and your Dylan Edwards, where he's constantly on for eighty minutes of the game, supporting. And is that something he can improve and do? Yeah, sure, hundred percent. But that might dull or blunt other areas of Latrell's Mitchell's game. So I think hopefully, like I said, over the offseason, it looks like he's super fit. So hopefully we'll see a little bit more of that from Latrell Mitchell. But uh, if he can just continue doing what we've seen from him when South are successful in those first 10 rounds, um, South Sydney are going to have no issues at all. So Alex Johnson on the left wing looking to break Ken Irvine's try scoring record this year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that works with Jack Whiten on his inside. Whiten's not um, not known for passing the ball a whole heap, so um, I think that may affect Johnston's ability to get that record this year. But maybe Whiten will be able to, you know, use the fact that he's going to attract defenders and use that to South's advantage. So um, if he can play really unselfishly, and I'm not saying he's selfish, what I'm saying is if he can kind of sacrifice himself, so to speak, attract defenders and offload. Um, pass the ball on to Johnson, then maybe he will break the record. But I'm tipping we might have to wait one more season for Alex Johnston. Um, but, yeah, obviously we're not going to see Jack Whiten in that first game. So I do think we will see Isaiah Tass lining up at uh, left centre. Uh, at the right centre, I think we will see Jacob Gagai. So like I said, he is lining up at fullback this week in the charity shield. But I do think he's probably the best option for the Bunnies in that right centre position. And then I do think we'll see Tane Milne on the right wing for the Bunnies. Tane Milne's obviously been one of these players who can be a bit hot-headed in the past. From what I understand, he sort of cooled his jets a little bit towards the back end of the season playing in reserve grade. So for Tane Milne and South, I think it's super important that he can keep his head on because he is very guilty of making stupid errors, stupid mistakes, getting sin bin, these kind of things. So South really can't afford that in round one over in Vegas against the Manly Seagulls. So it's important for him to have his head on. Obviously, Cody Walker has been talked about as having a car strain too. So that adds another interesting layer for the Bunnings. Uh, sorry, the Bunnings, not the fucking Bunnings. Um, if Cody Walker was to miss that round one game, uh, certainly brings the Seagulls into the fold a lot. I mean, they're, they're already in the fold with some of these outside back injuries for the Bunnings as well. So Cody Walker potentially out with a calf. Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see whether he does travel to Vegas or not. So I think we've seen, we see Dean Hawkins is lined up for the Bunnies this week in the Charity Shield at 5'8". I'll just confirm that. Yeah, so Hawkins will partner Lachlan Ilias this week in the Charity Shield. So I do think that'll be the combination that uh, the Bunnies will go for in round one if Cody Walker is out. So I'm just going to sort of... Uh, pick this side as if it's a 50-50, so Cody Walker or Dean Hawkins. Interestingly, Jai Gray has been selected on the bench, so seeing a lot of him playing 5'8 in uh, SG Ball and Jersey Flag. Uh, I like the look of him. He looks like he's got a great running game, so keen to see what he can do in the charity shield on the weekend. I do, I doubt very much whether he can um, usurp 
Dean Hawkins. Uh, I don't think South would take that risk in uh, in a big round one game, but um, you know maybe Joe Gray can win himself a jersey. So who knows? Lockie Ilias will be the halfback. We talked about him a lot already. I am a fan of Ilias, and I do think we're going to see him improve big time this year. A really important thing for Ilias is to have his senior spine players around him throughout the year. Um, you know, he just needs that constant mentor. He needs that experience around him to help rally, uh, particularly in those moments where maybe he does have those errors on the field, kicking the ball out on the floor, or all these kind of things. But outside of that, I'm a fan of Lockie Ilias' ball playing. I think he he takes the line on really well. He can run the ball well. He's a really, really good defender for a young bloke. Not the biggest bloke either, and, and his kicking game does have a lot of potential. So um, keen to see what Ilias can do this year. In the front row, I think we will see Tavita Totola. Uh, initially, I thought he would be partnered by Tommy Burgess. I don't know how much to read into these trial teams. They're never all that accurate, but it does look like Sean Kepi is going to start with Tavita Totola this weekend. So um, obviously, it'll be between Burgess and and Kepi to start and whichever one will go on the bench. But um, in my mind, I would be starting the season with Tommy Burgess. So Totola and Burgess locking down the front. Obviously, Totola's had a couple of fantastic seasons for the Bunnies, has had a few little periods with injury. So it'd be good to see him get a full season. But I think his worth to the Bunnies is, um, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's priceless, basically. Uh, Totola's a yeah fantastic prop forward. I think he gets good God. Good go forward, good post-contact meters. He uh, he can get a quick play of the ball, so he's essential for the Bunnies this year. Tommy Burgess, with that experience, uh, he's obviously getting a little bit older, but his experience is going to be key for the Bunnies going forward this year. Damian Cook at hooker. Uh, interesting to see what the Bunnies do with Cook this year, whether he's playing 80 minutes. Obviously, we're likely to have Saliba Havili on the bench for Cookie, so... Interesting to see whether Havili comes on and plays hooker or just plays a bit of a middle role. Uh, I certainly think the more this game continues to progress, um, the idea of having a backup hooker on the bench is more and more important. And even if you've got a player like Damien Cork or Harry Grant, these guys who can play 80 minutes, um, the coaches need to have a chat with them and just talk about uh, what's what's better and what's more important for the team. And I think for Cook sometimes, even though he's super fit and he can play 80, I think he, he can lose his cool and lose his head a bit where he sort of runs around with that headless chook syndrome, sort of runs out of dummy half, doesn't know whether he wants to run the ball or pass the ball. And then all of a sudden he starts circling like Roadrunner and, um, you know, south momentum and any quick play of the balls has just been shut down immediately. And, and then you've got the defense in your face. So you don't really have a lot of options right there. So I think for Cook, what he can do really well is he's a, he does have great service. We've seen a lot of times, and I've talked about it on a couple of my podcasts, uh, his ability to cut players out, to create an overlap from that first peel from dummy half. So we see it a lot where he's either going straight to Lachlan Elias or Cody Walker or, or even Cameron Murray at the back, and he just throws a bullet, which straight away cuts out a defender, creates an overlap, and that's been key to a lot of the Bunnies' success down that left edge in the last few years. So uh, definitely looking forward to seeing Cookie this year. Going to be interesting to see whether he can uh, regain that origin jersey. Um, yeah, obviously there's going to be a lot of competition for that hooking role this year, so keen to see how that goes. We're going to see Keon, Kaloa, Matangi, and Jai Arrow on the edges from what I understand. Uh, obviously, Talis Duncan's going to force his way into this side 
sooner or later, and I think I will be on an edge. He's not going to um, take Cam Murray's spot, that's for sure. But I do think that we'll see uh, Talis Duncan on the edge, I think, uh, for the Bunnies to just continue to have a better side and a more balanced side. I think Talis Duncan starting will help them because I do think Jai Arrow is probably a better middle, to be honest. And I think at some stage throughout the year, we will probably see Jai Arrow in the front row and we might see one of these props drop off the bench. So um, from what I understand, there's been a bit of talk about Keon switching sides and jumping over to the left side. I don't quite understand that when he's got such a good combination with Lockie Ilias, but uh, I'm not a fucking coach. I'm not JD, so uh, I think Keon's got the ability to play on either side. But for me, I wouldn't move him. Uh, I think Jairo's probably got a bit more versatility and his experience to be a bit more versatile would make sense to have him on the left. But, um, yeah, we will see how they shape up. But either way, I do think they will be the starting edge players. And I think, like I said earlier, Kaloa Tungi's form in the early parts of last year were fantastic. He played a really good game in origin, and then he seemed to drop off towards the back end of last year. And he's come out in the media and talked a little bit about that. And I think it's just part of whatever was going on at South. A lot of players were unhappy and, and not playing good footy. So we'll see better from Keon this year. He's obviously going to want to win that origin jersey back. Jai Arrow, you know what you're going to get from Jai Arrow. Just uncompromising, straightforward, tough player, does all the shit stuff, great runner, great defender. Uh, you need this bloke in your side, so he's super important for the Bunnies. Good to see he's just fucking shaved that shit off the back of his head and he's just got a straightforward haircut now, so I like that. Cam Murray will be the lock for the Bunnies. What do you say about Cam Murray? He's a fucking gun. Um, another one of these interesting dilemmas where you go – you know, does Cam Murray stay on the field for 80 minutes? Seems sometimes when he comes off the field, South absolutely shit the bed. So he's obviously super important and key to the Bunnies as their captain as well. So if you are going to play Cam Murray for 80 minutes, do you rotate into an edge? Does that then give you the ability to play Talis Duncan through the middle? Or does that give you the option to play Havili through the middle? South have a couple of pretty good rotation options there. So I think JD probably needs to be a bit smarter with Cam Murray this year and um, just, yeah, utilize your players. Don't just wear them down to the point where you're really blunting their ability. If you can kind of rotate Cam Murray and play him on an edge, you know, we've seen him be successful on the edge for the Kangaroos and the Blues. So I think that's something they need to think about this year. Even if you give him a 10-minute spell, um, they certainly need to be a little bit more uh, tactical with Murray this year in terms of maybe in the games where they're winning by a lot, get him off the field early you got Talis Duncan give this guy the rest so that he can be firing and fit at the end of the year where you do need him on the field for 80 minutes because if Souths are going to win the big games they need Cam Murray on for 80 minutes um, hopefully with no major injuries and you know with a motor ready to go to help them win the game so Cam Murray locking down the scrum at 13 like I said Havili on the bench I love what he does he's a fucking nugget so hard to tackle Gets quick play of the balls, always lands on his front. So he's he's key for the bunnies on the bench. Sean Kepi, one of their signings. I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. Like he is just such a big fucking unit. He should have had so much more impact in his career so far than what he's provided. And we've seen some games where he really does reach that ceiling and how important that was for the Seagulls go forward in the past. So the bunnies will be hoping that with a fit Sean Kepi, they can really capitalize on his ability. And he can have a big impact for the Bunnies because he's one of these rare, really, really big units that can have such an impact on the game. And uh, I feel like sometimes these big guys don't quite know or, or um, 
undervalue how important they can be to a side. And I've played in sides with these big units who are maybe gentle giants, and when you fire them up, they can really reach their potential. So uh, if JD can have a, a big impact on Kepi this year, then look out. He could be in for a huge season. Uh, Davy Mawali or Davy, whichever one it is, repping the Waverley boys. Good on you, Davy. Davy, whichever one it is. But uh, it's good to see a Waverley boy representing here for the Bunnies. Would prefer if you're playing for the Roosters, but that's all right. It's just good to see someone from Waverley playing in the NRL. Uh, I really like what Mawali's brought to the Bunnies in the last couple of years. He's still very young, so just keen to see him mature. And, of course, rounding out the bench will be Talis Duncan. So... Talis Duncan showed so much promise last year, very much in the mould of Cam Murray. Uh, set up, and I can't remember if he scored both tries, but we saw him make line breaks off the kickoff for the Bunnies last year. I think he nearly won them a game in the last five or so minutes against the Raiders where they were down and, and got upset by the Raiders. So he's got such untapped potential, and we've seen how good this guy can be. So he's going to be really important for the Bunnies. I think he'll probably start off the bench, and we could see him force his way into the starting side at some point through the season. So, um, you know, I'm going to say excited again because I'm fucking excited for Talis Duncan. I think we all are, and he's a blue, and he's another one of these guys that I think is going to have a huge future for the Bunnies and in the representative arena. So let's see what JD can do with this guy, and it's going to be very, very interesting to see what his season looks like. So that's what I think the Bunny 17 will look like. Obviously, a little bit weakened with some of these injuries and suspensions in the earlier part of the year. But once they get a full squad together with Campbell Graham and Jack White in the centres, and whether you have uh, Munro on the wing or Isaiah Tass or Isaac Thompson, it's still a fucking good side. And if South can stay fit, these guys can definitely win a comp. I think they've got a really good balance this year. They've got good depth. So the Bunnies are definitely going to be a premiership threat this year. I do predict that they'll finish five to eight. I know that might sound counterintuitive when I think when I'm saying I think they can win the comp, but um, I'm just worried about these early season injuries and a tough draw, which is thrown in the middle with a lot of players that are potentially going to be out for Origin. So if South had an easier draw, I definitely think they'd make the top four. But I just think the way their draws laid out and the potential of their Origin players missing out through the middle part of the season, I think that will affect the bunnies. So. I wouldn't be surprised if they make the four, but I do think they'll finish fifth or sixth, but playing it safe and going that five to eight bracket. So I am keen to see Thomas Fletcher. He was a player that I outlined for the Bunnies as someone to watch in my guy in the watch post. So I believe Fletcher is number 20 this weekend. Uh, I think he played 10 to 15 minutes in this fixture last year. It'll be good to see what his role looks like this weekend. I think he's got good potential. It might not be this year. You know, he might get a game or two around that origin period. I think he plays a really similar role to Jai Arrow. Pretty uncompromising, no bullshit kind of game. Takes those tough carries, really solid, great defensive technique. So, um, yeah, he's a tough player who will be an important part of the South's forward pack and depth for the future moving forward. A couple of other players to look out for in the Charity Shield match this weekend. Obviously, we spoke about Thomas Fletcher, um, Leon Tahau. Uh, he's a promising young outside back, and Dion Tiopu or Topu. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's obviously played a lot of five eight in the New South Wales Cup um, last year. Big part of that New South Wales Cup side, and Jai Gray as well, who's another five eight who we've already spoke about. He finds himself a spot on the interchange bench. So 
A few young players to look out for this week in the Charity Shield. All in all, it's a promising season for the Bunnies. I think it's a really important season, not only for the Bunnies, but JD as their coach. He needs to bounce back after that turmoil and bullshit that went on last year. The Bunnies are in for a big year. They've got to capitalise on this window. So we will see how that pans out. But it starts with a huge game over in Vegas against the Manly Seagulls, which I cannot fucking wait for. Absolutely frothing at the mouth of that double header. Good luck to all the Bunnies fans. Cannot wait for this rugby league season. Thank you again for tuning in, and we will speak again soon. 